In a time of chaos and trouble there is one voice that speaks the truth. Welcome to Psychic Babes. Hi guys, welcome to Psychic Babes. I'm your host, Kirsten Sandifer, and today I'm super excited to have um, a good friend and colleague um, on the show, Shara Ogan. Welcome, Shara. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. Um, Shara works as an intuitive coach, and she's a clairvoyant and is a life coach and is most passionate about helping women to remove these intuitive blocks and barriers that they have that stand in the way of really them accessing their fullest potential. Um, Shara spent the last two decades working in the medical field as an occupational therapist and ergonomist, as well as a somatic Feldenkrais practitioner. And we'll, we'll discuss what Feldenkrais is because I know I'm going to get a lot of questions about that. Um, some say now she is now a medical intuitive after outlining 140 diagnoses, root causes, and viable solutions in her latest book, Unlocking the Body's Wisdom. There it is. Accessing Your Healing Powers from Within. And she has a workbook, too, with it. So um, Shara has also published a book titled The Quick Guide to Easing Pain in the Workplace and Beyond, and authored six DVDs and online programs on pain prevention, the body, and intuition. And um, I tell you guys, I've midway through the book and I can't wait to finish it. It's absolutely amazing. And you can find it on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And is there anywhere else? I'll put the links um, in the in the notes. Well, on my website, I give out a free 35 page excerpt. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm very generous. Is Just want people to have the knowledge. Is it shareogan.com? Yeah. That's okay. S-H-A-R-A-O-G-I-N.com. Awesome. Okay, and they're also, we'll, we'll talk about this in a moment, but she's going to be offering a discount as well to um, anyone that buys it from this link sent from, uh, from the podcast. So um, she's also about to launch two new programs, a manifestation program and a, fi- a five-month breakthrough barriers group co- coaching program. And I really suggest you guys take part in this because it's fantastic. Um, she's been a student teacher of transformational leadership work for the past 25 years. And her book on and workbook on accessing your healing powers from within are both available, like I said, on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and her website. Um, so it's it's not too often I'm really blown away by um, by somebody because I've interviewed so many people in this field, and it seems like everybody has so much knowledge. But Shara, when I mean, we met each other through kind of interesting circumstances. Um, her uncle Gary is was my doctor, and we became very good friends. Um, him and his wife uh, came visited me and my boyfriend, ex boyfriend in Ireland. And um, we just became very, very close friends. And uh, I don't know why he waited so long to tell me that you're a psychic, but, um, you know, I, we just got to talking one day and he was just checking in to see how I was doing. And um, lo and behold, he's like, yeah, my niece is a psychic. And I thought, okay, well, give me your number. <laughs> and so then we connected and we were trading readings back and forth. And I just, I absolutely loved the way that you connected healing with psychic readings. I don't think that's really done nowadays. And yeah. She has a very unique approach to it, and um, I love that about her. And um, but in, the, in this book, unlocking the body's wisdom, I was I was blown away by it. And when I say Sharon knows her stuff, I mean she really knows. <laughs> well, thank you. That's she's awesome. Her family of physicians. Um, so, and then she also you have your background in occupational therapy. So, um, she she's really combined the two, and that's where we're moving forward to hopefully um you know and um i think that she's really um proved that that these two do work together and provided the proof behind it um so which is is awesome 
Um, so again, super excited to have you on. And I love the title of the book. I mean, I really think it hits a nail on the yeah. head. There's so much wisdom in the human body that we access. What, what was your impetus for writing this? This book has been a kind of ongoing for the last five years. And really what happened is, so I used to work in the medical field and, you know, did all the medical kind of procedure for when people have pain, back pain, you know, I worked with musculoskeletal injuries and neurological injuries. So the carpal tunnel, you know, you name it, I've done it because I worked for 25 years there. And then when I left that, it was sort of like over, you know, I was kind of doing coaching and that coaching, building my coaching and then, you know, working only two days a week as OT. And then eventually I just left that. And now I'm, you know, doing this full time. What happened is I was doing readings for people. So I was doing coaching and readings for people. And it was crazy that their pain would basically go away just to, to the same degree or even better than I was having as an occupational therapist when I was doing these scientific research modality. And, um, you know, and so I started to like outline the specific diagnoses I was dealing with. And when I see somebody, I don't see them as a diagnosis. I see them as like, just basically I shut my eyes. I put out kind of like my energy screen out in front of me. And I just say, what needs to be shown about this issue? And what I always see is a limiting belief and a stuck energy. What well, I call them pictures and the pictures are something, um, for one thing, they're ancestral. So we do some um, ancestral work. They're uh, uh, past lives, so generational. And then they're also from childhood. All of our wounds that we have today, I firmly believe stem from childhood. Our first five years of life is when all of these imprints first occurred. And so in the back of my book, I outlined all of my findings and then it's three columns. And the third column is uh, suggestions for like protocols for health in the mind, body, spirit perspective. And now a word from our sponsor. If you're looking for a stone that is more powerful than your wildest imagination, and I say stone, not crystal, you're going to want to pick up some Shungite from Jessica at Shungite Serenity. And you can find her on Instagram at Shungite Serenity. And if you mention that you heard about her on Psychic Babes, you will get a 10% discount or a 20% discount on an order of $100 or more. So definitely go pick some up. And just a little bit about Jessica and Shungai, actually. Um, she's the founder and owner of Shungai Serenity, and in three years, she's really become one of the most foremost experts and authorities on Shungai and its metaphysical and healing properties. And she's personally used Shungai for energy healing, not just on herself, but on others, and it has made some miraculous discoveries. Um, on the powers of Shungai and its healing abilities and much more. So she's definitely the expert on this and um, mentioned that you heard about her here and you'll get an awesome discount. She'll take care of you. So go pick some up. I actually combine many different modalities with my work because I'm also, well, I know we're going to talk about Feldenkrais, so I'll just bring it in right now. Uh, Feldenkrais is actually the name of a, he's an Israeli Jew, the guy who created it. And it's amazing modality to help people to unlock their holding patterns in their body and to move more like they should more of their innate patterns to move like how they did when they were a baby. Mm -hmm. So I could literally just look at somebody and see exactly where they're holding on in their body. So uh, Feldenkrais, you could either do hands-on or you could do it like a class setting. So I have a whole uh, library of open resources on YouTube, free, free resources for how to do these Feldenkrais things, you know, like to free your ribs and back pain. And, back and they're pain. amazing. I have back pain. I mean, I, and I did, I did check those out. And Oh, you did? I, oh, oh yeah. Right. I constantly have back pain. And I was like, what 
like, wow. Yeah. I mean, blown away. Yeah. That's- yeah. So uh, before COVID, I would see people more so in per- per- in person and mm-hmm. I would just have people lay on my bodywork table and I would like, like you, I see exactly how I need to touch mm-hmm. you to let go of the pain, but it doesn't matter because now um, I'd say 95% of my work is remote and I still have amazing results for them. So, you know, and also my whole journey um, has been healing myself. You know, I, I didn't come in, I didn't fit into a family of doctors. I just didn't, I didn't think like them. I didn't act like them. I started eating tofu when I was like in my teens. Who does that? You know, and I was like, uh, I, I just I like sense these, I, I had these like sensitivities to food and like energies and, you know, uh, not like something you could talk about, not, not anything that was talked about in my family. So I always thought something's wrong with me. I lived with that story for so long. I don't fit in something's wrong with me. And I basically, because, you know, we live in a law of attraction universe. So because I believed it, I created it. So it was soul. So I tried to like join sororities and I did not fit in, you know, I would try to, you know, it doesn't matter what group I tried to be with. I just didn't fit in. And so, you know, eventually like I'd say more so over the last decade or so, I've learned that my uniqueness is my special sauce, my secret sauce. So now I lead with it. And, you know, those, all those concerns I had when I was younger, thank God that they're no longer so much an issue for me, but along this healing journey. And I've also taken two years of coaching trainings and I've been involved with uh, transformational living around um, uh, I've lived in communities that were uh, conscious, uh, like they taught workshops. I've been involved with the workshop communities for like almost two decades. And so, you know, it was a combination of the tools I learned both to help me and for other people. And I combined that into my work because I firmly believe, well, two things. First of all, to heal somebody's wounds, uh, it has to come from a mind-body perspective. So whatever we're dealing with, um, like on the, like say you're dealing with back pain, so we could talk about it on the physical level. There's always an emotional wound, emotional holding. So we need to hit it, hit it from both the phys- physical or physiological. And I still even do this if I'm not even seeing somebody in person. I can help them to change their physiology, but also hitting it from the psychosocial. From um, and then the the other thing I wanted to say is, in order to really heal from something. You want to do it both like psychic work because psychic, I mean, I tell you, I've done 30 years of like receiving like psychology. I started going to a psychologist, I think when I was 10, you know, because <laughs> my parents didn't understand what was wrong with me anyways. Um, and I've, and I've been in coaching world, so I've had tons of coaching, but still, I felt still like stuck, you know, unhappy, let's say until like a 10 years ago when I started to enter into a psychic training. And then all of a sudden my whole world opened up. It was like the fireworks started happening. And this is, I started to manifest everything in my life. And then I saw the things I could never read a book about how to manifest. I just figured it out from my own life experiences. And this is why this is one of my core programs I run is how to manifest. And this is not a like woo book. Like, you know, you read from a book. I literally use my psychic abilities to see exactly what is blocking a person from having what they want. I do the same thing too with manifesting. It's like, once you're in the vortex, you're like, Oh my God, this was so easy. Like, well, I don't understand why I made this so complicated. Like, yes, it really is. But it's just, I think we over, we want to overcomplicate things. So is psychic work. I mean, it's not brain surgery and it's really not. It's imagination. It's knowing about your body. It's loving yourself. And you know, trusting yourself. Trusting yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then removing those limiting blocks. Which, yeah. I just want to finish the point I was making really quickly and then um, you can take over. The point I wanted to make is 
it has to be at both a combo of like the person doing the work. So that's like coaching or, um, you know, sometimes you just need to talk about stuff, especially like if it's a relationship issue, just talking about what's going on and figuring out like maybe it's conscious communication, learning how to listen, learning how to have, you know, that kind of a conversation, you know, and a psychologist can be great with that. So sometimes I put that hat on and just kind of like talk through, I've lately been having like sexual trauma clients. And sometimes they just need to be heard and a voice to like do that with. And then I'll maybe make some suggestions or give a homework assignment. Like usually it's like writing if we're really stuck. So I have a whole bunch of journaling and writing assignments. So it needs to be a combination of both the person doing the work to find the information. And then um, (laughs) a combination, nothing beats the psychic work. I tell you, because my big block is I never saw a psychic until like 10 years ago. And, And I actually... I don't actually like that word, but let's get rid of that word because I I wouldn't, I don't actually identify like with that word. (laughs) And I, my whole entire life, like there's so much judgment on that. You know, I never believed in astrology or anything because I was like a doctor's daughter and I was in the medical field and everything. I was the most conservative person ever. You know, I wore polo shirts and everything. (laughs) (laughs) But my point is, is I was always doing so much work. Like just everything was work. Everything was a hurdle. And I just felt stuck in my, in my um, situation. I felt isolated and alone in what I was going through. And then what happened is I saw a coach and she was a psychic coach. That was about 15 years ago or 10 years ago. And she, I just like laid on a table and she like literally took away my like pain, my guilt, my shame. I would come up, I'd be like, I never experienced anything like that. I'm like, can I do that again? You know, it was like somebody could actually help me take the work off. And just another point is right now, I mean, I've, I've been to some degree isolated with the coronavirus and I know people are Mm-hmm. Most people are, are isolated to whatever degrees. You're not. You're like the most social girl, girl, girl. <laughs> but anyways, even if it's you're just contacting people remotely. I haven't let it limit me at all. No, <laughs> but my point is, is that we really need to feel this connection through other people because for one thing, it moves our hormones, you know, but just to have somebody else kind of like seeing you and holding you. That's why like just that's why I love groups. That's why I'm starting to do group therapies because uh, first of all, it's cheaper. So some people can't afford my like deep coaching rate. And so I wanted to, you know, have a situation where everybody gets personalized attention and everybody gets to work through their stuff and you get the support of a group. How about that for like, well, actually one of the reasons why my manifestation program is so powerful is because you have however many people in the group holding your core intention. And at the first class, we get clear about what it is. And then you have a whole group of people seeing you, envisioning you and holding you to that. That's a lot of the magic. I love that. I think that's so great because, you know, the power of two or more, I mean, it's always so, so much more powerful. So if you're adding all of this and especially with manifestation, like all these people are are setting their intention to help you as well. Yeah. I mean, that must be fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would pay money to have like 15 people like just holding my vision, supporting me. That sounds awesome. (laughs) When you, when you talk about negative thought patterns, what's your first go-to to to release them from you. Okay. Well, first of all, I know you haven't gotten to my workbook yet, but I have a whole bunch of series. Um, negative thought, you have to basically have, for every negative thought, you have to have three to 10 positive thoughts to actually counterbalance it. The weight of a negative, it has such an imprint in your physiological body. So one of the exercises I have is to instantly convert it, first of all, to 
catch the monkey mind of thought is you want to, first of all, be aware of it. So there's an exercise to help you to become aware of that voice. Cause most of us were just like thinking, I hate my belly or, um, you know, I'm angry at myself for whatever. And you're not actually realizing this is doing damage is so programmed and you're so used to it. So instantly you want to change it to something a little bit more positive, neutral or positive. Most people can't go to the positive and that's okay. Just bring it to a neutral phrase. So like anybody could um, just like suggest one and I'll instantly give you a suggestion for how to make that a positive one. So when I'm working with clients one-on-one, most of the exercises in my workbook, they're actually better to do with me because I like to get people in practice of it. You know, people have a hard time. Well, how do I convert this thought to a positive? I'll teach you. Okay. Well, let's just, for example, let's just say, okay, me with my back problem, what would you immediately go to with how to remove that? Like what? Okay. Well, we're talking about negative thoughts, right? Right. Well, so because if I'm dealing with the back pain, I might go somewhere else first. Oh, okay. Well, because I I firmly believe that it's from a thought pattern that I yeah. got stuck on from childhood. So um, okay, I'll tell you exactly your thought pattern. I just <laughs> uploaded it. You want to hear it? Yep. Yep. Okay. I love doing. I, I love being challenged, by the way, and being on the spot. Um, <laughs> it's I need to carry the weight of the world. I need to carry it all. Yeah, you don't need to carry it all, but, <laughs> but you're great at it. That's and that's what I want people to see how amazing that you are because I've worked with you, you know, and I've seen I've seen all. This no, I'm talking about you. Oh, so okay. That I need to carry the weight of the world. Yeah. Oh, okay. Totally. You, you need to hold it all. Dang, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So then, just letting and just letting that go, or changing that to, I don't need to carry. Well, I think one I thing. I mean, let's just get personal here, right? I guess we're okay with that. You and I are both like, ah, open books. <laughs> um, I'd say for you, the energy gets constricted. And so I think for you, it's like letting it flow through. That's actually what I'm seeing that vision of. Instead of like, you know, uh, you, you know how it is when energy just gets congested, whether you just can't get them out of your mind or it's just there. It's just stuck there. And you, you being like the fixer, maybe like needing to do something to like, I mean, okay. So now I just want like lives back. This this is what happens once you get me started. I just keep going. So I'm going to just be brief with this so we don't keep going. But this goes life um, lifetimes back for you to where you um, felt like it was like all up to you. And so it's kind of like this responsibility and this heavy guilt that you have if you don't do something to fix it. That's what I say. Hammer nail head. That is exactly what my past lives. Um, it was Pompeii. And I think we've actually talked about this before and I won't get too much into this, but to bore everybody to death, but yeah, um, I, I was in Pompeii when the whole like this Mount Vesuvius uh, erupted and I felt like I had to save everybody in the village. That's the past life I told you. Is that correct? Yes. 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 I knew that there was one client that I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah exactly. Okay. That, exactly. That one. Yeah. And I, yeah, was, okay. I was tripped out the first time you told me about it because I was like, that's uh-huh. the very first past life I ever, I ever uh, discovered. And then you felt the reverberations in your body. Yeah. Now, the crazy <laughs> thing is, is did the back pain go away after that session? Absolutely. That's what I remember. It, I, I think crazy. I told you, yeah, it, it did go away. Then later on, it like, it, it would come back from time to time. Yeah. When That's was- the thing is just one session, you'll, everybody feels huge shift after my sessions, but because we're a victim of habit, you just can't expect to go to any healer. Like, I mean, I don't mean to toot my horn, but I'm probably one of the best out there, but you know, but anywhere you go, like you have to set your expectations, right? It's not like you've been struggling with back pain for 10 years and you go see one session and it's gone, you know? And the reason is, is because in order to actually heal your body, it involves an identity shift and identity shift is like way too much. Like it's a progression, you know what I mean? You'd be a different person if it shifted, which would be like 
anti a lot of your motives, a lot of your thinking, a lot of your family beliefs, and you don't actually want that. Well, I mean, some some of those do happen over time. You know, it's funny because like, as I learned to, okay, I don't, I don't have to do these things. I don't have to, and who, and I stopped caring about what other people think, you know, negative. I don't let that stuff in anymore. That also eases my back pain too. And I'm like, wow, that's so interesting. Those two are connected. Yeah. But, um, so I, I, I want to kind of talk about it a little well, bit. Well, I mean, one more thing. I'm sorry. No, go one ahead. more thing about your back pain is you're always going forward. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 even your posture is forward, but there's a lot in the back, like back behind you that there's this unwillingness for you to look at. Um, so if, if you were my client, which we're not, we're friends. Um, but if, if you were, I would um, first of all, look at what your resistance is to looking back at what that is. And then when there is permission, from your soul and spirit body um, to together look at what that is back. Yeah. Lots of times back pain is things behind you. <laughs> that's, that's great. I mean, literally like that, that resonates completely too. Like you always say such profound things to me. <laughs> Thank like, you, dear. Yeah. Like, but I'm like, I've done so much work over the years that I'm like, how did I miss that? Like, <laughs> yeah, don't even worry. I mean, we're all a work. <laughs> it's like basically until you die, you're going to yeah. be doing your work. <laughs> Yep. And yeah, I I really want to kind of talk about since you come from a family of doctors, um, what do you think, how do you think that you see um, the world moving forward of the integration of healers and alternative practitioners such as yourself and myself um, working with physicians in order to get some of these things resolved? Because, well, it's really sad that there's so much money in the pharmaceutical company, you know? And I think that it's funny because I just had a, um, a UTI and I went to the mm-hmm. doctor and I was like, okay, if there's any way to treat this naturally. And it's like, they're like, what, you know, they're like antibiotics is the only way, which it might be, yeah. but they haven't in their education. They don't. And they are like, <laughs> that's all that they could have is the actual, you know, prescription for whatever they had the pharmacy. Like that's only the, the only thing that they it's like embedded in their thinking that they won't actually mm-hmm. come out of the. Yeah. Know, I don't know. That is the way that they're taught. And there's so much money behind it that, I mean, first of all, functional medical doctors, all the ones I know are pretty much booked right now. Yeah. If you're thinking about a career, if I was going to do a career again, that's the career I would go into because um, it's amazing. But the unfortunate thing is insurance doesn't cover it. So even I go to a main doctor because our insurance covers it and our insurance is really expensive. So I go to what it covers. So uh, I I think people's minds are opening more to hold more holistic and more alternative, but I don't know about the insurance companies coming along. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening. I don't know if you saw the study about um, the actual percentage of physicians who are open to um, these kinds of modalities, but are uh, for some reason afraid. It was something like 75% are open to this, mm-hmm. but are, are afraid uh, because number one, they could get sued right. For right now, but um, you know, for um, like anything religious. Well, like- I think like if you ask them like acupuncture or whatever, they're all like, yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, but it's not in the scope of what they would do for yeah. whatever, it, just because they're open to it doesn't mean they're going to direct you on that. Right. You know what I mean? And I guess I was, I was hoping, you know, that maybe you saw a different uh, moving forward in the future that there would be more of a cohesion between working. I think people are becoming more aware. And this is one of the points in my book that, okay, if you've worked with me and you're coming to me for something like physical in your body, most likely if you're fit, you, 
you, this is one way you know you're a fit with me is you've had some sort of aha or idea that whatever the doctor told you, and maybe you just, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you have carpal tunnel, you do this and this and this, you know, which I hundred percent support the doctor, what he says. So I don't get me wrong. I'm not anti that, but um, there's something deeper inside of yourself that was causing you off balance, but you're not trained to look at what that other thing is, or you're, you're blind to actually even see that there's a correlation, but deep inside your heart. And that's one thing I do with all my clients is I really connect them into their heart. You know, like deep inside, you know, that there's something, maybe it's the tension you're having with your husband or the anger that you have with your child, like so often, or, you know, all the places where you hold are so like right brain and so masculine in your job. There's something like that that's taking you out of your soul's highest calling, you being your highest and best self. So there's ways when people work with me, you know, maybe they're coming to me because they want to find a different profession or a boyfriend or heal their physical pain. But this is where I usually start. What is that thing that's taking you out of alignment? And what do we need to do to heal it? And also, I'm not one of those coaches that's like, this is what you do week one, week two, week three. I mean, my group programs, yes, but everybody's got an individual, you know, diagnosis pattern. So if you're deep into like a pattern of uh, a lot of women right now are like right-brained holding, forcing, there's strategies I might give to everybody, but there is a certain way, and especially like as I'm doing Reiki healing, I'm going to treat each person a little bit different because each person has different upbringing, different biases and beliefs and thoughts, and that creates different imprints. And so an imprint actually affects your neurology, affects every way that your neurons synapse. So that means the way that it is around your organs, you know, certain organs are more affected. Like if you have a lot of anger, you maybe have the pancreas and liver that's more affected. If you have a lot of sadness, that's more kidneys, you know? And it's really interesting. So I create a picture of what I see about their emotional state. Maybe I'll look at the physical, take it to the emotional state, and then see physiologically how they're holding in their body. And then through all my Feldenkrais training and, you know, all the, everything gathered together, I put my own prescription together in my head. And I'm like, this person needs this. And And, and it may not be so obvious, you know? things on the fly too. Like as you get, I, I love how you do that. It's like, you never just follow one, one path. It's you, you'll switch yeah. as you see them and, and, you know, vary it up depending. I have one client I'm dealing with. She's got severe multiple sclerosis. Her right. legs don't work hardly. And I had her do a body image acceptance and it was the hardest thing she's ever done. Like this woman's highly successful, you know, <laughs> she's, she's kind of done it all. She's out there and she's like this one, she's like, it's a good thing. I already paid you girl. <laughs> Cause I did <laughs> it was really hard for her to actually look at her body. Mm-hmm. And I'm like something so simple as, and what kind of psychologist is going to like do that for you or coach? It's not the way we're trained, but I'm like, you need to actually come into full acceptance and love. If you're not in love with your physical body, then, then the energy is going to be of contraction. And over time, it's going to create some kind of injury or illness. I think that's interesting that you said contraction, because I feel like in the, like our world right now is in so much contraction with this coronavirus yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's literally affecting our DNA. And stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Down to the core. genetic update. Yeah. So we have to really remove ourselves from this kind of thinking in order to get back to expansion. You know? Yeah. You know, the week the coronavirus came out, I created a YouTube. I took it down just because 
you know, sometimes I create really controversial things and then I second guess them, but it was basically like about don't have fear. Like I, but then it was like silly because it was like, you have good reason to have fear, you know, but my point was that fear creates fear, fear keeps you a victim to parasites and viruses and bacteria coming closer to yourself. Yeah. And it can create physical illness. I mean, big time. And if you like the programming and everything that's going on out there and watching the news and stuff, I always tell my clients, like, if you can, don't, you know, just don't, like, don't watch the behind. This is my belief behind all disease diagnosis and illness is a fear. It all stems back to a fear at some point. I fully believe that too. Mm -hmm. Um, have you heard of the polyvagal theory? And I was yeah, I actually created. I have a video out there. It's a it's a great video actually about the polyvagal theory. But it's a meditation to help you to activate that, and it takes you through all the organs and how to relax all the organs. Yeah, and actually, Feldenkrais is great for activating the the vagal nerve, the resting and digesting peaceful. Yeah. yeah so, so, so one thing about the polyvagal theory is they found that, you know, in school, you're taught that there's two kinds of nervous systems, the activative one, the somatic and the resting and digesting. But they say that there's actually a third. And the third one is the free state. So anytime, you know, all trauma victims, but especially like sexual trauma is really up right now in the world. And like all these women, it's like where all of a sudden my practice is filled with like, it's like the weirdest thing and never before this year. But anyways, I think you're able to be honest with it now for some reason, you know, I think it's. But the question that they're all having or the guilt is like, why didn't I say something? Why didn't I do something? And what we're actually learning is, is that your whole nervous system was basically in freeze zone that you actually couldn't activate the somatic right away. It came later. And so now when we're like healing it, that's when the somatic is like, we're freaking on like activation mode. All of our times, like our eyes are hypervigilant. We're going through the world, especially we're like getting in an elevator, you know, with other people right now. And we're like, <gasps> you know, it's like, we're like our somatics are on because we're not living the trauma. We're living the outcome of the trauma, the pain of the trauma. We all are, we have like major healing to do right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so do you, do you do meditative stuff and like in groups and do you believe, um, in the Maharishi effect and how that you can change, um, just by people meditating together on humanity? I fully believe that. Yeah. You know, I, so I used to have a um, intuitive training group that I did, but what I'm going to do it online. So in the next month or two, mm-hmm. it, there's a way, you know, you can sign up now, but in the next month or two, it's going to be online for that program. Like where there's meditation, but, Yes, that's in my group programs, we do involve some meditation, some deep inner reflection and contemplation. And in fact, I am planning in the next few months to start a membership program. And that's going to be one of the things we'll do. We'll start with meditation for a few minutes, and then I will answer any questions and uh, share downloads. Well, so for just real, to be clear for my listeners who don't know what the Maharishi effect is, is actually a study that they did where they took transcendental meditation people and they would basically be in one city and they would meditate for, um, you know, for help and wellness for, for the city. Crime started going down. Um, people's health was better. Um, the air pollution cleaned up. I mean, and it, this was such a profound effect in pricing the study that it was almost unbelievable that people were like, well, yeah, so it's been replicated. The thought patterns that you're having, because we're all in a morphogenic field. So if you're thinking a certain way that everybody else is going to be like 
affected by your thought process. Okay. So whoever you're live with, I used to actually live in community and it was like these like waves of like with people's, the woman's hormonal cycle. So like, you know, right before the period, everybody, all the men, it was like the men that were like the most like crazy, like the week before all the women's like periods started, they were like, just like bouncing off the walls with anxiety, all the men. And then like the week after there was like, just like, everybody was like, calm. Um, <laughs> that, that's so funny. Um, I actually have a, have a client that I'm working with right now. His energy is so strong. He can literally project into the room and calm everybody in the room down, like a whole big room of like a thousand people. And um, I was, so I'm, I'm trying to have him like come on and, and do something just to demonstrate it, but it's fantastic. I've never experienced anything like that. I mean, I can project my, I mean, I can do that yeah. on a small basis. Well, we're affected uh, by the feelings of every single person we're in room with. And I noticed that because sometimes it was some, I'm with someone and all of a sudden, like with you, my talking increases and, you know, I kind of speed a little bit more and like maybe a little more energy in my chest. Whereas with other people, and sometimes when people are like super calm, that also speeds me up, yeah. but you know, at other people, there's just this calm, like feeling around them. <laughs> Yeah. And if you could change your set point for your feeling, like, yeah, it used to be way more uncomfortable to be around me, but now I think, I think it's more of an easy feeling that people have around me. Oh, very much so. Yeah. You just, you project this, um, yeah. Peaceful, positive attitude. Oh, thank you. No, it's great to be around. So, um, so you have a daughter as well as I, so is that yeah. his two now, right? She's almost three now. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Wow. Yeah. Um, so how are you going to raise her to, um, with the whole intuition thing? How are you? Yeah. That? Cause I'm sure, I don't know if your husband's like really on board with that or not. But <laughs> yeah. So that's a question. I basically really just try to tune into what she's really feeling. I mean, it doesn't make sense. If any of you have like a three-year-old, like she'll be having these tantrums about nothing that don't make any sense. And if it's like right before she's tired, you just got to let that go. There's really nothing to be done. But when she's not tired, then I'm really, I I try to like really tune into her, like her feeling what she's, what she's saying and make her happy in that way. So do you plan on teaching her? um, I think she's now, it was funny because I had a client here the other day and was laying on my table and I was like, you know, doing a little Reiki hands on Mm -hmm. and she comes and and I said, sweetie, put your hand right here on her chest. And I said, now think about how you love Niles, our dog and how you Mm -hmm. love mama. And then put that feeling into your hand. And she did. So she's already on her way. Oh, that's so fascinating. My daughter, I actually gave her the activation first level activation because, um, Oh, that's awesome. Because she was doing it just intuitively. She sees mommy doing it. And then you know, but, and, and people would say like, wow, she's got such a peaceful energy about her. And she, I mean, she really like, she just calls. Well, she probably does being your daughter. I could see that. <laughs> it all, it often goes in opposite because you have a lot of energy. So she's probably more quiet. Yeah. She's I could see that. Gemini, which makes zero sense. I'm a Virgo. Oh, well, she, mine's a Gemini too, actually. Really? Oh, and she's like, talk dog. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My, my husband, he's dramatic. So he's got more of the dramatic, sharp tone and it does concern me. Like, I don't know. We'll have to see the results of that a few years down the line, but I'm definitely, um, it's not my style, <laughs> but he gets better results with her. So I'm a little jealous. You know what I'm saying? I haven't quite figured this all out. To be honest with you. 
So yeah, it's, I mean, gosh, I don't think any of us have it figured out, but right. I'm, I'm doing uh, this children's book series right now on different things for kids, how to learn, how to deal with this, because my daughter started seeing ghosts at, um, you know, a young, I mean, she was like two and she didn't really know how to deal with it. And I was thinking, gosh, I don't see spirits like that either. So I, you know, I didn't really know how to help her. I'm not a medium, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know how I necessarily what my thoughts are. Because part of me says, oh, you're tapping into the collective consciousness. But then part of me is like, okay, well, maybe there's a way, you know, it's like the collective consciousness of the memory of that person. So I go, you know, I waver back and forth. But um, I realized like, no, whatever way I feel about it, like I need to figure out a way to let her know that it's okay what she's doing and she's feel free to, you know, talk talk to people who I can't see and at school because she had one teacher say to her um there's nobody there and that's wrong don't do that people are going to think you're weird and I had a, a very visceral reaction to that mm-hmm. um you know so um you know we came home and talked about it and I just find as they get older it's really interesting if you just be open to experiencing whatever they're talking you know whatever they, they're so much more intuitive than we are it's almost like we mess them up with, with our self-limiting beliefs that, you know, they're so much closer to the veil than we are. But anyway, um, so what steps should someone take to be um, like a more established spiritual being, especially with the way the world is right now? Like what, what's your prescription for that? So what steps should someone take? Well, it's literally just quieting down and stopping create time every day to just be like be in nature sit on your couch that's my morning ritual I sit on my couch and I have a beautiful view out my window and I just sit there and I I mean I have some practices I just ground myself and I just like connect into my breath and um, it's just really to feel lots of times we're very much in story or we have this dialogue going and we want to actually just move out of our stories and just be present with what is. There's there's many different practices, whether it's following your breath, just to kind of let all that heady stuff out. And just some other ideas are like just connecting into your body, connecting into your feeling state, like foot, knee, leg, really just connecting into your body. Yeah. So in order to be a really good healer, because healing comes a lot from like six chakra up here, you but a good healer really needs to be connected into her body. Oh, absolutely. Um, what do you, what tips do you get to, to people to have them stay in the moment, have them stay present and in, in mm-hmm. this moment versus mm-hmm. it's going to happen? Well, there's one I'll take you through right now. So you could just shut your eyes and smell the smells in your room. Taste the tastes. And listen to the sounds in the room. And feel whatever is touching your body, like feel the seat you're sitting on, feel the back support, feel your feet on the ground, feel where your arms are putting pressure on your body. See if you can feel your hair. See if you can feel your clothes on your body. And with your eyes shut, see what you see. And put your left hand onto your heart and wait until you feel your heartbeat into your hand. Just take a moment here. 
and ask yourself to your heart, what is the gift in this moment? And then wait for an answer to come up. And what's your answer? Peace and serenity. Great. And then I sometimes ask this two or three times. So what is the gift in this moment? Recognition. And then to the audience, just think to yourself, what is the gift in this moment? Then you could relax your hand, open your eyes. And when you open your eyes, you might notice your vision a lot sharper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. And then do you feel in the moment now? Totally. totally. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, it and that one is good to do several times of the day, you know, especially when you're feeling anxiety or pressure or stress, especially in those times you feel like you don't have time for that. Those are the times to do it. That's a very good point. I mean, often I feel like everybody goes, oh, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have five minutes to do this. I'm like, think about all right. the time you waste doing, you know, nothing or what you can take five minutes. I promise you. Totally. So. Um, so I, what do you think the line is like where medicine stops and where, um, the mind body connection begins and where, when should people start? I guess, I think, I mean, I know intuitively when something's off, I don't really go to the doctor unless there's like something I cannot figure out, you know, I mean, something really, I just have a different belief on it now because a lot of things I haven't needed to, I've been able to heal myself from it all. And I know, you know. I feel like it's good to go for your preventative checkups, yeah. you know, like mammogram for women over 40 is, I don't know. And then uh colonoscopy when you get to that age and like, literally I feel like it's important because even though we may be the most tuned in people, we may not see these things that like this amazing science and technology of <laughs> x-rays could actually see at the same time you don't need to have fear because fear ignites fear like i was saying before so like for instance i have the cancer gene so i have a precursor for cancer and my mom is so worried about it getting checkups and i do go and i think i partially go on time because to make my mom happy but also I'm like, it's not a bad idea. So until we got, we just got our last bill. I'm like, okay, maybe I should double check this. But, um, but anyways, when I was there last, the doctor was like, cause I'm actually, I'm actually breastfeeding. I'm an older woman breastfeeding. And so it's harder to get, you know, the proper. Right. She's like, you should come right back. We should look at this again, do a double check. And I just felt like intuitively, I don't feel like I have anything to worry about. And it, as me as a psychic, when I feel that way, but a doctor's telling me something, I'll probably get a second opinion. And, um, (laughs) it's, it's never a bad idea. Even we don't know everything about our bodies, you know, because sometimes it could be denial, a lot of reasons why, why it's not being shown to us. Um, but in my book, as I outlined all the precursors, like, you know, I I don't quite fit into the precursors right now for breast cancer. So, um, and ovarian cancer, for instance, I also have the uh, BRAC gene for ovarian cancer, but and I've had relatives who have died, um, great aunts and uncles who have died over ovarian, but ovarian is really like loss of childhood, like loss of your childhood or not a void of childhood. And like also kind of like a sadness with your situation with your partner, which I could literally see that being true in my generations because, you know, nobody got divorced. Like our grandparents, right. like no grandparents have gotten divorced. You know, you're set in your situation and there's sadness. And work it out. Like no matter. Yeah. 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 There's sadness around or organ area that there's, there's truth to that. Cause that's where you bear your fruit, you know? So it makes sense. And it makes sense for a lot of women right now. So, you know, but at the same time, I'm not going to be like cocky and be like, Oh, I don't have the precursor. So I'm not going to get it. 
So. Well, that's, that's very good advice. And I mean, everybody should pick up this book. I mean, really it's, it's amazing. Um, like she said, she outlines all the different things. So it's truly, it, this is a wealth of knowledge. Nobody has done this before, has, has really laid this out like in a medical way to where you're actually getting answers for things. It's, and it's not vague. It's very specific about here's what to do for this. And it all makes sense to me intuitively too. So I was really, I mean, I expected to be, I expected to love it, but I was really blown away. And I'm, mm. I'm still Yeah, like, it really took me like four years to write it. It was a hell of, I mean, I literally, it's so, this is a manifestation. You only manifest what you want. And even though like I wanted clients uh, during coronavirus for six months, I was literally looking, working on my book 30 to 40 hours a week. And so I, I just ironically, no clients were reaching out to me. It was, it was just really ironic. And then as soon as I felt like I was done, which was just a few months ago, like two, three months ago, they started calling again. So I'm like, okay, perfect. You know, at least I'm in control, you know, yeah, yeah. you, you have to like, really, it's like you, you, your cross motives are what's preventing you from manifesting. So when you say you want something, you have to be absolutely sure you really want that. I I was like, I just was like, I need to get this book done. Like the soul calling was like, just get this book done. You know, and I didn't know why, because it's like, I'm not making money from it. You know, books are money out. They're not money in. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get clients through my book or anything, but it was just a project. I'm one of those people, like, I like challenges and I like projects. Even I'm not like money motivated. So I'm like, if I was money motivated, I would be doing the wrong profession. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, um, no, I mean seriously. If you and if you read the book, the reviews already like on Amazon and everything, they're just. I mean, people are just. Oh, really thank you. Right. Yeah, I can't wait for your review. By uh, the way, the um, Barnes and Nobles is a hard copy, like hard cover, and then because um, that's why it's like three dollars more. And then the Amazon's a soft cover, just so you know. Okay, and she, they can get both the workbook and. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I didn't pick up the workbook yet, but I'm going to get that for sure. So. Okay. Um. And so they can, they can get a hold of you and book you for appointments at www.sharaogin.com. That's right. And um, yes. And um, I'll have the links to all of the stuff on the book. And um, what do we already, what are we going to offer people if they book through, if they um, buy your book and and book it through? um, Okay. Well, if you actually book my coaching program, I'll just give you the book for free. You know, so I, I do packages. I, I do single sessions here and there, but I mainly do packages because packages are the, like the real deep work. You know, if like you want something really, I, I desire meets desire. So if you really want something, I'm going to meet you there. And I'm like full on, like if you need to reach out to me between sessions, you know, text, call, something's going on. I'm there for you. If you have that desire, that's like my agreement with my packages. It's not just, I don't do per session. I do like per and I hold your vision. We have a consultation and I see where you want to go. And I'm like, I'm going to support you with getting there. So, you know, if it takes more sessions, then, you know, it, it will. Um, so yeah, people who sign up for MIP packages, they just get the book and then we'll do, um, let's see for the rest of this month, uh, we'll do, um, 20% off, okay. 20% off my rate. Just mentioned that you, um, you heard about her on psychicbabes.com. Um, and I uh, heard Psychic Babes podcast, and um, this will be on YouTube as well. So wherever you heard about it, but <laughs> just mention that and you'll get 20% off. And listen, it's been amazing um, having you on. And we've wanted to do this for so long already. So I know I'll have you on again at some point. So awesome. Um, thank, you. thank you so much. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Much love. Bye. Bye.